This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. We really have some of the best listeners around. I am absolutely amazed by the growth that we've been having, both personally and professionally. Over here at Mindset HQ, we have been moving the ball forward so fast, reaching so many people. I'm amazed. And it's because of great people like you. So keep listening. If you love what we're doing, please share it with a friend. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, and shoot us a message. Let us know if you like what we're doing. Let us know what you like about it or what you'd like to hear more of because we are here to serve. This is about helping other people live a better life every day, something I truly believe in. So thank you, everybody. Drop a five-star review if you can and join us, the Insider Club at theinvestormindset.com. Now let's jump into this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am very excited today. I have Bill Allen in the studio. How are you doing, Bill? Good, Stephen. How are you? I am doing awesome. What a beautiful day we have here. So a little bit about Bill. Bill Allen is a military pilot who's built an incredible real estate flipping and wholesaling business in multiple states. He fell into the real estate game because of his constant military moves. And after becoming a landlord when he moved from Pensacola to England for flight school, he realized that real estate could be the ticket to retiring by 40. He's turned his drive towards retirement into passion and actively helps others reach their real estate dreams. Excited to be here, Bill? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially after that intro. This might be the best one anybody's ever done for me. Well, I mean, let's be real, Bill. You've hit a lot of success early in your career. You're doing amazing things. You're an incredible pilot. I would love to get in the cockpit with you at some point. But if we take a look back, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Um, yeah, so I think it's probably my dad. So, you know, growing up, I was a, a military brat. So my dad was in the Navy too. He was on submarines. Um, so I was born in San Diego, just, uh, just a little bit uh, outside the submarine base there on Point Loma. And I think he, uh, like kind of his work ethic and his drive um, is what did it for me. So... What about that was, was an influence? What about that drove you towards what you're, you're doing today? You know, just seeing him. So my dad, when I was a kid, my dad was, uh, so we moved, we moved around a little bit mm -hmm. when my dad was in the Navy. So he moved from, we, when we moved from Maryland or, or uh, California to Maryland, my dad was building a business in our basement. Mm. And I saw him go through all that. And I remember uh, us kind of growing up, uh, we were, seemed to be struggling a little bit financially but my dad was pushing so hard, like harder than me, harder than I do now. So watching that, going through that, seeing his hard work and, and all of those things, it was really incredible for me to see. Uh, he, always, he instilled in me uh, saving money, um, kind of investing my whole life, things like that. And I didn't even know it, but I definitely had the entrepreneurial spirit when I was a kid. Um, there's a lot of things that I was doing when I was younger that um, just buying stuff uh, and selling it for more and uh, mowing grass and starting little businesses and, and things like that. So um, I really think it was my dad and just seeing him like going through life with him and watching the kind of man he was. Uh, I remember we didn't have any alcohol around the house because my dad didn't want it around. Um, and now he'll, he drinks a couple beers every night. So uh, he really is just kind of sacrificed for the family and seeing that, I think he instilled that work ethic in me and, 
and kind of turned me into who I am today for, for my family. Yeah, that's such, that's such a big thing. It's funny how you look at what your parents did and you, and you realize it. You don't necessarily realize it in the moment when you're a kid, but you look back as you become an adult and you're like, wow, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I know how, I know how hard it is to build, you know, I, I have 15 people working for me now. He had, uh, you know, hundred people working for him in multiple offices, multiple States, stuff like that. So, and it all started in our basement. I remember, um, I, I could see it when I was growing up, he was, um, he, he was falling asleep on the couch, uh, because he was, he had worked so hard that day. He, he, he wasn't, wasn't necessarily around all the time when mm-hmm. we were a little bit younger at some mm-hmm. of our games. And my mom was, you know, lugging us around to soccer and stuff like that. But then, you know, r- once he got it up and running and I felt like, uh, you know, early high school, he was at every single thing. Wow. And so I saw that and I want to do the same thing for my kids. You know, I, I look now and my kids aren't going to remember their time right now. They're all under five. I got three boys uh-huh. under five. And, uh, but I'm, I'm coaching their soccer team and I travel some now, but I, I want to be in a place when they remember that was my goal. Um, to be there for everything that they needed. Their scout leader, their soccer coach, their yeah. whatever it is, I'm going to be at their events. So, What does that feel like to know that you can give that to your family? Oh, it's, it's a game changer, right? Like I, I was active duty military for 15 years. Mm-hmm. The government told me where to be, where to go, what to wear, right? Yeah. And what my income was and what I was worth. And it's a total change now in running my own business and being able to do what I want, say what I want, wear what I want, make what I want, be worth what I want. And Um, and be around, you know, when, where I need to be. And especially, I mean, you know, the story with my middle son, Mm -hmm. my middle son has had multiple open heart surgeries, uh, right after he was born. And just to be able to pick up my family and move on the drop of a dime to be able to be there for him at all of his medical appointments, be at the hospital, raise our two year old at the time, uh, because my wife was at the hospital all the time, just do all of those things and still be able to, you know, have an income and, and earn a living for my family is incredible. So it's a game changer to be able to run your own business and, and do what you want when you want. So you went from a life where someone else told you exactly what to do and how to do it to a life where you're in full control. How, how did you make that transition for everyone else who is either coming from the corporate world or even yet the military world where it's exactly regimented? I mean, how did you make that transition? Well, uh, so I didn't have it necessarily as bad as most people. Being an aviator, like a military aviator, uh, an officer and a pilot, it, we, we have it pretty good. So, uh-huh. I, you know, if there's anybody listening who's on a ship uh, grinding and chipping and painting uh, the ship on deployment in, uh, in the middle of the Pacific right now, they, they, that's tough, right? So uh, we had it pretty good. It was a little bit easier for me because I made it while I was active duty. So I started this business and I kind of had like two full-time jobs going on at one time as I was... Kind of, I almost feel like I was forced to transition. Like I wasn't necessarily ready to leave the military, but when everything happened with James, um, it was time for me to go. So, but I remember that transition going, well, I had the steady paycheck that usually shows up every two weeks. I have this, uh, I, I know what to wear. Um, I, I know where to be, what to do. Um, you know, I think it gradually starts growing inside of you. Like I talk to a lot of military people now who it, this this need to, to branch out outside the military or do something for themselves and be themselves and, and grow something that they own. Um, I, I feel it, it kind of grows gradually. So I don't feel like it was necessarily a light switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that happens for everybody. I feel like everybody has this kind of, they first start saying, uh, what would it be like if, and then they start educating themselves a little bit. They might take a little bit of action and say, you know, what's this like? Uh, not everybody necessarily just quits their job and says, I'm going to start real estate from scratch. Um, so I think, I think this kind of grows inside of us and, and they find a way to, 
transition there somewhat gradually. But I, I, that decision, for me to leave my job at the time, it just made sense. Like I had all these things going on in my life. I had, uh, I had the business was running really well. Um, and we were making quite a bit of money. So it was, it was an easy transition. Well, it was easy for you because like life circumstances made it so that, okay, in order to be the father that I want to be in order to be with my family, I need to leave and really push everything into real estate. Um, which is really, you know, you're really fortunate that you're able to build up that freedom. You you don't necessarily have day-to-day freedom. You get to go out and do something that's really powerful. Um, but you're not in full control of your day-to-day while you're in the military, are you? Yeah, that's right. Especially when you're on a ship for seven months in the Persian Gulf. So I didn't have control during any of that time. I can only imagine. So tell us a little bit about what you are working on now. What does your business consist of and where do you spend a majority of your time? Um, so right now, um, I, it's kind of two different questions for me, right? So I do a lot of different things. But I think you know where I, uh, what the business is doing right now, um, if I could, you know, in the beginning of the year, um, my COO and I sat down and said, there's like one word that we want to create for this year, and it's mm-hmm. like stability. Yeah. We've been growing and scaling and blowing up for so long that we want some stability. I, I mm-hmm. as the owner, want some stability in the business yeah. where I see that we're building a really strong foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're working on this year is uh, making sure that we have a, a good, solid foundation, great people. Mm-hmm. Um, the process and procedures are built out so we can then expand if we want to in the future. So that's kind of what we're working on right now. We have about... Uh, Anywhere from 12 to 15 people in the business, to kind of depending on uh, where we are throughout the year. And uh, the goal was to do a little over $3 million in uh, gross profit this year from wholesaling and flipping. It's about 80% of what we do is wholesaling. And we flip the other 20% or so, um, whether it's just buy and list on MLS or rehab it and resell it. So that's kind of what the business looks like. I don't spend a lot of time there. Um, you know, I spend most of my time working for somebody else. <laughs> so I like to work. You know, I'll work... Uh, 40 to 60 hours a week. Uh, I can't just sit on the couch and do nothing. So so much for retiring, huh, Bill? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know if retirement is a word that's in my vocabulary. I'll always be doing something. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it keeps, I mean, this is, this is a you know, mindset podcast, right? It's, you got to keep my mind active, right? I got to, I got to do something. I can't be, uh, I don't know. I like to go on vacation, but on vacation, I get antsy after a couple days. Uh, so it's just, just who I am. It's in my nature to work hard. I feel yeah. I was just on uh, enjoying some nice time in Seattle this weekend, and uh, I flew home a day early because I wanted <laughs> to get back to it because there's a lot of stuff to do, and uh, I'm really excited about all those things. So I, t- I totally understand. Um, so it sounds like you've always had this intense work ethic, uh, and it sounds like you learned it from you know growing up. How could somebody put that into action in their own life? to be able to really invest everything that they have into something the way that you have for the last uh, you know, couple projects that you've really put yourself into from the military to real estate. So I think, you know, I think we talk about this a lot, but it's, it's knowing what you're really good at and what you're not good at, I think. So we're all different people, right? Mm-hmm. We all have different circumstances. We came from a different place. We, um, we were kind of molded into the person that we are. And what I've learned along this journey from you know, starting this real estate business to now is really um, kind of figuring out who I am. There's a lot of this kind of soul searching in all of that, I think, uh, with struggles and problems and issues and what I did well and what I didn't do well. So I think for everybody, I think we have this, we, we, once we figure out who we are, we know kind of where we can focus and put our attention on. And what I learned through all that was really just to figure out what your weaknesses are and surround yourself with people who are stronger in those areas 
and focus on the things that you can control and do really well. So uh, my recommendation to anybody would be, you know, take some time to figure out who you are. And sometimes it, it, it takes some, you know, failures or issues or stressors or something to come up to figure out who you are and, and where you want to be. And just don't shy away from it, but own it, you know, really take, take that, harness it, and then figure out, um, you know, how you can use it as your strength instead of, uh, you know, keep your strength strong, surround yourself with the people that uh, help you in your weak areas. So that's, I think that's what I did. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds like you, you grew a lot through a lot of different challenges in your life. Tell me a little bit about what it was like going to flight school in England (laughs) and uh, you really poured everything that you had into that experience. And it sounds like you grew a lot right there. Yeah. So that school, um, for anybody that's that, that knows about it, there's four big test pilot schools. So I was uh, I was already uh, flying uh, helicopters and airplanes for the Navy, and um, I wanted to. I was an engineer, had an engineering background. There was one day that I wanted to be an astronaut. So I knew that the next step, like that way to become an astronaut, was through a lot of uh, the test pilots can go become astronauts. Where did you Where did you come up with that? Why did you want to be an astronaut? Where'd that come from? I, when I was a kid, I, it was just so amazing to watch this stuff, like uh, just watching the videos of these guys on the moon and going up in space. And, and th- so then, you know, that was just every kid wants to be an astronaut, right? It's just kind of in your head. Uh-huh. And then you go to flight school. And then what is the, you know, once, once I decided to become a pilot, then I said, OK, I was always this kid and this person and, and that says, what's the next level? You know, mm-hmm. then what's the level after that? What's the top level? Uh-huh. And for pilots, pretty much that's it, right? You, you, there's not how many people walking around that say I'm an astronaut. So any kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a problem that I have, but every walk of life that I'm in or anything that I'm doing, I'm super competitive and I want to be the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. So that astronaut was there. So when I, when I became a pilot, I said, hey, what is everybody doing? Like, where are the elite people? What's the hardest thing to do? So, you know, it was just different levels of, of that. And so that astronaut thing was always in the back of my mind. Uh, I got a little bit older. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to check out test pilot school. So this is something that mm-hmm. I want to do because it's probably a stepping stone to possibly do that. It just opens the door if I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four test pilot schools. There's an Air Force test pilot school, a Navy one, and then there's one in England and there's one in France. Those are the four really big ones that are accredited that everybody um, everybody looks at if you want a test pilot gig. So you apply. There's a board that selects you or tells you you can't get in. People apply multiple times, don't get in. So I said, well... Uh, I want to go do something that nobody really gets to do. And they have one in England and we, we accept one person a year, every year, uh, American, one American a year goes to England. Mm-hmm. And then every three years, one, one person goes to France, American goes to France. Um, so uh, it wasn't a French year, but it was a, a British year. So I applied to, and that was my first choice. I want to go to England and I got accepted. So I said, okay, well, what's now I have to go to this test pilot school. What's it all about? I knew a guy who had been through the school before and he gave me a lot of information about it. Said it was the hardest year of his life. He, they didn't really care for Americans at the school. They treat you a little bit differently. They uh, don't think that you're as good of a pilot. So I made it kind of my mission to go there and, and just do better than anybody in the past and try to be, they give an award at the end for the, the best student, right? So I said, well, um, what if I could win that? I don't think we've had a Navy guy in the past ever win this award. So, um, I didn't tell anybody about it. I just kind of kept it deep down and I worked hard. You know, I spent a long time, uh, we, we'd work a hundred plus hours a week, every week. It was definitely the hardest year of my life. Uh, they try to wash you out. It's, uh, they don't give you enough time to do what you need to do. Um, so I worked my tail off. I, uh, I, I had some fun, but I worked hard. I flew hard 
And uh, at the end of the year, I, I, I got that award. So that was like, for me, that was the, probably the most difficult thing that I've ever done in my life. Um, uh-huh. I thought flight school was hard, but then I went to test pilot school and uh, it was 10 times harder than that. You know, like when you go run, you ever run a marathon or like 20 miles, 40 miles? Yep. It's at the yeah, end, you never want to get off the couch and do it, but at the end, you feel really good. Yep. It's like the most fun you never want to have again. So that year was great, but I'm not doing it again. When I finished the marathon, before going into it, I was like, I never want to do one of these again. And I finished it and was immediately like, what's the next one? Yeah. I have to do this. This yeah. feels so good to accomplish something like that. So what did you take away from that? I mean, you went out and you had one of the hardest experiences of your entire life. You did what so many other people will never do and never have the the drive in order to even get there. What was the takeaway? What did you learn? Uh, well, I, I learned that um, it can be done, right? Anything can be done if you put in the work and the effort and energy and, and, um, and you know, commit to it. And when you, set, like, uh, when you set your mind to something, you can accomplish it. It doesn't matter what it is. Like the mind is so strong, right? The, and we, mm. and we can compare this to marathons or ultra running or any of these things. Like in your body, like there's no way that I should be operating at 110 hours a week, like writing reports and doing all this stuff. And we were up late and we're flying the next morning. And it's just, but when you're in it, like your head's in it, when I was in the game, I was in the game. When I was in the cockpit, everything else was gone. Like I was, we have to fly plus or minus one knot of airspeed, plus or minus like 10 feet and plus or minus like one degree of heading as test pilots to get these conditions. And so my focus was there and that was it. And so my takeaway is, it's like we can accomplish way more than we think. We're um, if we could just use like I don't know eighty percent of our brain power, we could just it w- we would be incredible as a, as a human species, right? So a- a- anyway, we can do more than more than we think. And then you're right. At the end, I was like, "What's next? You know, what's after this?" Yeah. So, and it was I guess when you got saying. super focused, you you got super focused. You put everything that you had into it, and you were able to come out the other end, you know, with a victory. Yeah. And what I found was, you know, you're competing with everybody else there, but you're not really competing. Like your, uh-huh. your friends, your colleagues, you're, you're working hard, but like deep down, there's just something in me that has to win. And I didn't tell anybody about it. Uh, people would joke and say like, oh, you're going to, you're like competing for this award for, to some of the other people. And I just kept quiet. I worked hard. I put in my best effort most of the time. Uh, you know, I was, I was working hard. I wanted to, and deep down I wanted to win. And, uh, that was it. So it's always there. Like I, it's uh, something that I'm working on too, right? It can be a, a positive and a negative sometimes, just having to win. So, uh, but I own it, I know it, and uh, that it was it was great. I'm uh, I'm happy to come out of there with the trophy and and have have be representing the United States Navy on the wall, right? That that school has been around. We were the 75th mm-hmm. year that that school uh, that's wow. gone through there. So um, now we're there and we're on the wall. I feel like the most successful people that I talk to have a pattern and it's this pattern of achievement where they are completely obsessed with getting to a certain place and they put everything they have into it and then they finally get there and they're immediately, what's next? They immediately need that next thing to progress to. It's true. You're exactly right. I mean, at the end it was, hey, thanks for the trophy. What's next? Like, what what am I going to do after this? And then it was about, uh, you know, going back to the squadron and, and, being a, a, a great officer and a great test pilot. When you were in pilot school, obviously you went there because that's where the best of the best go. That's where the best of the best go to learn. What are you doing today in order to learn about your business, about your own personal development, about your own mindset development, about family, about any of this stuff? What are you doing today in order to be 
the best at what you do? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great question. So, like you know, I, I so I'm I'm heavily involved in the mastermind group Seven Figure Flipping that you know um, where we know mm-hmm. each other from. That it uh, this all started. My whole real estate journey started there, right? So, uh, being uh-huh. becoming a member, joining, and the same thing happened. You know, I was around these elite real estate investors that are doing hundreds mm-hmm. of deals when I was doing one the year before, and I said, yeah. I, I, if you would have asked me, I would have said it was impossible. I would have said they're lying, uh, all this stuff before. You get in a room with somebody who's just like you. And that was the beginning of my journey. I'd never paid for anything. I never wanted to. I just said, I will never, there's no way I'm paying for coaching. All I heard was people on podcasts, like smashing it or these free forums and saying that coaching is the devil. Don't, don't pay anybody to show you what to do. You should invest in, like buy another rental house instead. Uh, for me, best money I've ever spent because I'm the guy who's going to get in that room and go, I'm going to be, I'm going to just do more than all these people. I'm going to figure out how to, you know, take what they have and go implement it myself. And so that was the start of the journey for me in the real estate space of how to become better at, at real estate. I thought, right. But it became, this is, these people are showing me how to be a better man, how to be a better husband, how to be a better father, how to be a better role model, how to give back, how to make an impact. And just being around those kind of people, I never, you know, I don't know. The, the, the people that I have met in this world, in this space are incredible. These business owners, mm-hmm. small business owners, like they're reaching higher than I've ever seen people reach before. Uh, there's no limit. There's no ceiling. It's, it's really incredible. So, so that for sure. And before that, it was books, podcasts, just like this, like listening to stuff like this, people, and just relating to them. Some of some of their stories were very relatable to me. Some weren't and just finding my way, you know, and that's how I found myself in that group was through a podcast. So books, I mean, I got a wall full of books. I read a ton, um, educate myself. That's, I was so cheap. I would get a library card and go to the library and grab a book for free. So, I mean, that's, and, and that's how I educated myself for a long time. And then getting to, I want to go to the next level to go to the next level. I needed to be around the people and just realize that it's possible. So now I continue to do that. Go to events, mastermind groups, things like that. And, uh, obviously, uh, that's where I spend all my other time, right. Is running that, uh, that group, so that seven figure flipping group and everything yeah, else. Absolutely. Yeah. So your big takeaway was, okay, for flight school, you needed to go surround yourself and learn from the best of the best in that space. And now in this real estate game, even though you were a little bit hesitant on jumping in, once you did jump in with, with both feet, you were surrounded by people who were doing what you wanted to do maybe what you didn't even believe was possible. And then by seeing that, you realize like, oh, wow, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And I'm going to do it way better than that. That's it. And you, you let that little competitive side come out. That's it. I'll tell you, uh, I, I want to take, what I, what I think I'm really good at is just taking the little things from everybody, what's working for them, and kind of creating it in my own little laboratory, like my Frankenstein model. So it, you're exactly right. Just when you see other people doing it and you, you know that you can, you can do it. Like I invest in myself. I believe in myself. Anything that I do, I know I can do it. So those are the people that I see succeed in this business that come through the mastermind group that they, they know that it's an investment in itself. They're going to take ownership of it. And um, you're right. I was a little bit, I was, I don't I was a little bit hesitant, but when I jumped in, I said, look, I'm ready. I'm all in. Let's go. Uh, what's next, right? After that, what's next? Let's, let's do more and more and more. So. Exactly. And so what do you think is next for you now at this point? You're constantly growing and striving and achieving and you've hit some really big levels. I mean, I look at your business and I look at that as 
a level of inspiration of something that can be reached. And I would imagine you need that for yourself. So what's on the horizon? Yeah, I appreciate that. First of all, um, you know, when I started this and set out to do it, it wasn't, I didn't think that we would get to the level that we got to as fast as we did. So it was really incredible. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Like, uh, I love to do new things. I love to try new things. At some point, I love to work. And right now, um, I think like my word personally this year is impact, right? We're doing some things um, down in Pensacola to uh, buy, renovate, mm-hmm. and give away a house to a combat wounded uh, veteran or a Gold Star family. Um, and I want to do more of that. I want to figure out how to do more of that. I want to inspire people to do, do that in their own markets because that, anybody can. You can raise some money. You can get some grants. You can figure out how to give a house away completely for free. So um, we're doing some of that. Um, this Operation Underground Railroad that I became really passionate about when it came to my life uh, last year for child slavery and sex trafficking and uh, human trafficking. So um, I became a a chairman of that here in Tennessee. So the company is doing a lot of work with them. So that's kind of, I think what's next for me is, uh, you know, more, more of the impact stuff and, and just, you know, just continue to have fun. Like I really, I I told people that I'll stay in the Navy and keep flying as long as I'm having fun. I'm going to do the same thing here. And, uh, and, you know, growing uh, the mastermind and giving back to those people too, like the impact on other people's lives and show them that it's possible that they can do, you know, what I did and what everybody else is doing. It's possible. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your background is. If you have a job or don't have a job, you have money, don't have money. It doesn't matter. You can be whoever you want to be. So showing people that and helping them get to those levels, that's really important for me. And I think, uh, I mean, I think that's what you're doing here on this podcast. I think that's what you do inside the mastermind group for all, all the people that we surround ourselves with. And once you get that, like somebody helps you get there, it's your responsibility to figure out how you can help others. Because um, I really feel that like, you know, Justin and Andy, who have both been on your podcast, they have kind of started this community and grown this family. And now it's the responsibility of ours that they gave so much to us that we get back. So for me, that's where I think my kind of next level is. And it's not about, you know, reaching, you know, uh, a certain amount of money or a certain amount of like glory or fame or any of that stuff. I don't care about that stuff. I care about the this impact, I think. At a certain point, it doesn't matter how much money you have. I mean, we could go make 10, 20, 50, 100 million dollars and it's going to be great. And I feel like I've made more than I've ever made in my whole life. And I have more than I've ever had. But the thing that really gets me fired up, the thing that really makes me excited is helping other people mm-hmm realize that, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Helping other people get to that point of getting out of their head and and just going after something with everything that they have. And that's exactly why I created this and why I'm putting this together is because, you know, at the end of the day, the more that you can contribute to others, the more that you're going to be personally fulfilled. And if you can pair that together with business, oh, wow, it's it's unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, like, it's really about if you can build a platform to the point where you can reach more people, the, the impact that you can have on other people's lives is incredible, right? So, you know, that those are some of my, some of the people that I look up to have the biggest platforms and it's not about fame or fortune for them. It's about making an impact. And when I see that, that that's what really excites me, right? So um, I think that's, uh, it's really cool to be kind of the next level. It's really not about fame. I mean, for some people, it's definitely about fame and it's about ego and it's about significance. But at the end of the day, if you're getting that significance through doing contribution, through doing something good, to have the biggest impact on the most number of people, you have to have a platform. You have to have a way of reaching those people. Otherwise, they're never going to be able to hear your message and they're never going to be able to make change in their own life. So... That's pretty inspiring. So uh, 
Bill, on a, on a habits front, what are some of your keystone habits? What are some of the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that make a big impact in your life? Uh, so, you know, I, I've gone a little bit off of that recently, but I think it's probably best to share what I was doing as I was growing my business. Because I think this was like the, the biggest thing that changed kind of what I was doing is really blocking off very specific times for me to do specific things. Mm-hmm. So I, I was flying full time. So I was working 10 or 12 hours a day uh, flying when I was growing the business. So I would wake up early. I would get just lock myself in the office for three hours, wake up around 530. And I had to work around 830. And uh, 530 to 830, I was just working, right? It's just putting time in the business, catching up on anything and, and making sure that I was you know, in a lot of these systems that I use, I could set a text message to go out at a certain time or an email to go out at a certain time and use a lot of these programs to do that. And then in the afternoon, same thing. I would, uh, I'd work my day, I'd come home, I'd have dinner with the family, give my son a bath, put him to bed, and then I'd be in the office for another two hours setting up tasks. And then as I left the Navy and I started to really figure out how to, I had a full day now, like you said before, we talked about it wasn't really a light switch, but I was kind of like, what do I do with my day? So I would always wake up early and spend probably two hours on my business focused with everything off. The Mm -hmm. email was on pause. I didn't look at what came through the night before. And I make three things. So I just write down three things each day. And these are the three most important things for me to get done every day. And if I can get those three things done every day, it's a successful day, regardless of what else I do. Because what happens is when the world comes to life and everything turns on Mm -hmm. and you're getting, you're you're very reactionary, right? These people are hitting you up. They need input. They need decisions made. They need all this stuff. But if those three things, if you can get them done first thing in the morning or make sure that they're done by the end of the day and you know that once you check them off, that's it. It doesn't matter what else you get done. So that's probably my biggest habit now that I take forward every single day is the night before I'll sit down and I'll write out my three things for the next day. And if there's not three things, then there will be three things. Like I'll find three things at least. And sometimes there's more, but those top three are the most important things for me to do every day. And, uh, and I get them mm-hmm. done and it might be something for family. It might be go to church. It might be any of these things, but nothing is going to stop me from getting that done that day. Cause if I get two out of three, it's a bad grade, right? It's a 66% for the day. That's a D. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of the way that I go through every day. And I use a journal now and, and some things like that to keep me focused. But, mm-hmm. um, that early morning time is really important for me. And, uh, and that's how I've become very successful. I think from using those. And, and how do you go about figuring out what those three things are going to be for the day? Because there's a lot of things that you probably could be doing. Yeah, so it's got to be something that moves the needle for the business, the finances of the family, right? Or personal. Uh, but it's something that really moves the needle. Like most important things, like these, uh, you know, if you read the book Traction, it talks about the rocks, right? These big mm-hmm. boulders of things that you want to get done. And it's usually stuff that it, sometimes it can be something small, but it's really important. Mm-hmm. And you're putting it off just because you don't want to do it. Right. So um, setting out the time and, and make sure you focus on it with nothing else going on. And then I'll also allot how much time I need to give to each of these tasks. Mm-hmm. So if it's if I know I'm going to need like two hours and some more information to get it done and I got to talk to somebody that morning to do it, I'll block out an hour of my afternoon on my calendar to get mm-hmm. it done. So I, it's not just something that can necessarily be done between 530 and seven. Um, but it's, it's something that I know that I'm going to get done that day. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And whether it's got to be blocking off some time or or mm-hmm. setting up a, a meeting with somebody to, to make sure I can make that decision, then I'll do that. But um, it's got to move the needle. Like for me now, financially, uh, spiritually, you know, my family, personal, stuff like that, it's got to really move the needle and be something yeah. that, um, that 
it's not just a checklist. Okay. It's not just done, done, done. Right. I sent that email check. Yeah. So that's powerful. That's powerful stuff. So Bill, we've made it to the growth rapid fire round Uh where the questions are fast, but the answers don't need to be. So first off, what's a book that's impacted your life or one that you're the most excited about right now? Uh, So I think this book, Extreme Ownership, to be perfectly honest, like I absolutely love it. I've read it multiple times. Um, Leif Babin and Jocko Willink, that book has kind of changed the way that we operate our company, changed the way, uh, like a lot of the, the things in that book, I believe to be something that has been instilled with me in the military and not even realizing it and potentially why you know, moving over to business wasn't as big of a challenge as I thought it was going to be because, and, and really when I look at some of the people who have grown businesses and have done a great job, I think, you know, a lot of the the things coming from that book are what is instilled in them. So that book is, is fantastic. My whole company reads it anyone from the owner all the way down. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we had a janitor, the janitor would be reading it. So uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in there about bottom up leadership and things like that, that can help employees and staff. I love it. That's awesome. I love it. Purpose. Why do you do what you do? Uh, so I started doing what I do because um, I thought I wanted to make a lot of money. So I got into this real estate game because I wanted to make money and I thought it was the, like the most millionaires are made this uh-huh. way. And then um, it started to become more about my team. And I remember sitting around the conference room table with my staff uh, and it just was growing and growing and looking at them thinking, they're putting food on their table because of this business and ultimately because I started it and they're putting their time, effort and energy into this. And it's incredible. And just watching this family. And I remember one time just seeing them all, they're all talking and having a good time without me. And it's like, we have this, you know, I just, I was like a proud dad at that point. Like, I can't believe that we've created something like this. And it all started with this kind of just this one step that I made. So that, that has been every Christmas party that we have, I just look around now so thankful and that keeps me going. And now, like we talked about before, it's about making an impact on, uh, on I think, you know, other people, uh, my family, friends, stuff like that. So those are kind of the three phases wow. of my, why I do what I do. That's powerful. So from an inspiration standpoint, who are some of your mentors and how do they influence your career? Well, obviously my dad. I think like he is the number one. If, if you get nothing out of this podcast, you just know that my dad is a fantastic guy. Like I, I want to, <laughs> it brings tears to my eyes sometimes when I think about it. And cause we don't, we, we never grew up talking about that stuff. Like uh, saying, I love you all the time, uh, things like that, hugging and, and things. So, and now, you know, I make sure to do that stuff uh, with him and my kids, but you know, I want him to know that he's been hands down the most influential person in my life and who I look up to and who I've always wanted to be proud of mm-hmm. me. Right. And, and strive to be like, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's great. So, um, he, he's the number one. And then, uh-huh. you know, I, I owe a lot of debt and gratitude and, and uh, with Justin and Andy, Justin Williams, Andy McFarland, like they, I think about it all the time. And when I'm, you know, when I'm helping with the meetings or running the company or anything like that, I just remember back to when they were just pouring into us and, and what they've created here is really something special. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm really, you know, thankful that I, that I, I got involved in that, started listening there, and, and decided to join. So, I mean, this is a, uh, That's amazing. just great people to be around, too. I love that. And finally, Bill, what drives you to live your best life every day? There's, there's something burning inside of me that makes me do it. So, um, obviously, like, I love my family. I love my kids. I, I love what I'm doing. But I, I think there's something inside of us that we want to do it. Like, uh, I, I don't know that there's one thing. I think it's it's just the desire to get better, to learn, to grow. Um, I'm, I'm never going to stop doing that. 
I'll read books. I'll, I'll do new things. I'll try new stuff. I'll fail on a regular basis just because I want to be better. And I think that's it. I think it's just something inside of me that drives me. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for or what, but that's it. I love that. For everyone listening, find that fire within yourself because that is the key. That's the thing that'll drive you when everything goes to crap because frankly, from time to time, it's going to happen. Oh, so. 100%. Like, there's always problems and you're going to have to get back up and uh, you're going to get knocked down again and you got to get back up. And if you don't have that fire or that yearning or that desire, you're going to quit. Like, that's it. I, believe me, it hasn't been easy. Nothing's easy. I, we all have struggles and we all have problems and everybody's got things that are going on that it's so much easier to do something else than to, to stick it out and put in the time. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for being here with us today. This was an honor. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed diving deep with you. Where can other people find out more about you and get in touch? Yeah, um, you can find me at, uh, I don't know, we're on Facebook as a company. Blackjack Real Estate is my company. Check, check us out. It's uh, facebook.com slash blackjackestate. Uh, blackjackre.com is our website. Uh, you can check me out there and obviously uh, Seven Figure Flipping. And uh, we have an event every October. If you want to come see us in San Diego, come check us out. Flip Hacking Live, that's where I got connected to a lot of these guys. And uh, it'll be a super fun event. It's going to be a good one this year. I'm excited about it. Awesome, Bill. Well, thank you so much. Look forward to hanging out soon. All right. See you, Steve. All right. See you. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 